Hey y'all, it's time to take a brew break. I'm Keela from Keela D Subcreation, sharing my favorite stories 11 points at a time. You can look forward to English major insights, fangirl freakouts, and biblical tidbits as I dive deep into fiction and nonfiction stories in any form. Now grab a brew and join me for Elevensies. Hey everybody, we are back with Elevensies and I am back with another amazing guest. Today we have Ryan Felton, who I met through Geeky Christian Twitter, basically. And yeah, I'm glad we got connected. So what's up, Ryan? Hashtag blame Shanine. Yes, always. Or hashtag thank Shanine, whichever of the two applies to her. Um, It's mostly thank, I think. She is the reason for like all of my online nerdy friendships it's just 100% Shanine <laughs> at this point I just when I'm like I need a person for something I'm like wait let's see who Shanine knows yep. and I just I just was like hey Shanine uh I need this okay this person I'm like oh, okay thank you yes basically yeah, uh, she is uh, an excellent lady and an excellent resource very true very true we have had her on the podcast before I'm sure we will have her on again because she's just awesome like that and she's got lots of nerdy say, knowledge she's Shanine yes it works <laughs> Um, so yeah, you kind of do some work with Daily Nerd Devo. I've guessed it on there a few times. We've uh, yes. played a, what was that game? Roll for Shoes together? Roll for Shoes, yes. So I, uh, I've made a list of more Roll for Shoes ideas. There are, mm-hmm. I think, about 15 or, or 18 of them now in a notebook. I, I have a problem. Um, for it. <laughs> it's, uh, so yeah, I'm glad to talk to you today. Glad you're on the pod. I'm excited about this. This is going to be fun. Yes. Okay, so question number one, got to get started. What is your 11Z's beverage today? Okay, we'll see if this picks up or not on the microphone. I don't I don't know if that came through it or not. It did, um, it was beautiful. <laughs> I, I am not a coffee or tea person. Okay. I am, unfortunately, uh, I am a soda person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went a little lower on the sugar this time. Uh, this is cherry vanilla Coke. Nice. Which I have not had in a long time. So Yeah. I was looking for Sprite Remix because they brought back Sprite Remix and I've loved Sprite Remix since I was a child. Do you like Sprite so, Remix better than normal Sprite? Sprite is a medicinal beverage for me. Mm. Like if I'm having like, we'll call it stomach issues. Yes. Or like bad sinus drainage. Um, and I, I'm the kind of person who actually does like Sprite. Uh, but yes, I prefer Sprite Remix. Or, uh, what do they call it now? Sprite Tropical, I think is the actual name. Mm. Is, is I believe is how they have it branded, but um, yeah, that's a that's a deep hit from for my mid mid two thousands kids, and uh, and I miss it. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, anytime like I'm sick with anything, Sprite and chicken noodle soup will just like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. I also recommend a strong Coke icy from Burger King. Ooh, for the same thing, the good old fashioned frozen Coke. Oh yeah, you can't go wrong. Can't go no. wrong. Well, today I have a Diet Dr. Pepper, but I spruced it up okay. with coconut creamer. So I sort of made Interesting. like a, a cola colada type situation. Okay. And it's amazing. I don't know if, do they have Bahama Bucks where you live? No. Well, I am from the founding place of Bahama Bucks. It's a shame. <laughs> okay. And luckily my current town just got one. And they have a cola colada drink that is very similar to this, but I'm sure has way more sugar. This is sugar-free creamer and Diet Dr. Pepper. So okay. I think I'm being healthy, even though it's very delicious. Okay. We have a great many shaved ice places. We just don't have this. Uh, we're we're a Kona town. Oh, yes. Kona, for sure, for sure. We we are a, we are a Kona community. Understand. If they're not using that, they need to be. <laughs> You're welcome, Kona, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Or I'm sorry, whichever. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. We have Kona too, but I just have a soft spot for Bahama Bucks. So I had I not heard of this. This is interesting. Well, since it originated in Lubbock, Texas, I guess it hasn't um, branched out much. I don't even know if it's outside of Texas at all. Okay, okay. So Regional. maybe one Dig day it. you'll it. <laughs> yes. Or you can come visit and try it. That also works. I know a great many, I have met a great many Texas, te- Texans, excuse me, through podcasting. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yes, there's lots of us weird Texas nerds down here. So, <laughs> an excellent way of describing, uh, describing that. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, question number two is a big one. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your story. Um, so, 
I, by trade, work in radio. So no matter where I am, I'm editing audio. Um, no, that's not true because I'm very lazy and bad at podcast editing. But um, <laughs> I have been podcasting since 2018. That followed a very, very brief and uh, ultimately deeply unsuccessful run as uh, trying to be a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, we we tried to get into the uh, the Pokemon and Magic the Gathering online uh, YouTube scene. Uh, and that lasted about three months. Um, but it meant I had uh, editing software and a microphone. So ultimately, yeah. that was what mattered. And yeah, I've been, we've been doing City on a Hill since 2018. And then in 2020, I reached out to Tony from the Nerd of Godcast because they had started a show called the Daily Nerd. I think it was called the Nerd of Godcast Daily Devo back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had kind of gone on hiatus. He was doing it almost entirely internally. Like it was just like, people who were on the nerd of Godcast or like a handful of his pastoral friends and they had gone on hiatus i had recorded one or two for him when he was still doing it shanine had two actually i think mm-hmm. um and i'm like hey i want to see this come back and i may I, I said the phrase even if that means i have to do it oh gosh um so now i'm doing it yep um it is still technically a part of the nerd of Godcast, but i handled the the scheduling and the production and the yada yada um, like you said, which is how I met you, because I asked, I went to Shanine, I said, hey, I need more people for Devos. Who do you know? And she gave me legitimately a list of like 10 people. Wow. Um, and I think you and Ross both do Devos. And indirectly because of that, Andrea is on City on a Hill. Yes. Um, because she was also on that list. And I think there's maybe one or two more people who may do them in the future. But um, like I said, hashtag thanks, Shanine. But yeah, that's uh, so I'm I'm deep in the podcast game. That's not true, but um, I'm semi deep in the podcast game at this point, and so it's just kind of I don't know. It's weird, but I enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. I and didn't realize weird... you were in radio too. That's that's really cool. Both. I was in it was in radio right out of college, and then I was gone for a while, and then I've been back for only about seven months full time. But I've been back at that station for about two and a half years, three years now. Wow. Um, and so radio is, oh, it's a time. Yeah, I bet. I, I, I live in an area where sports are very popular, especially mm-hmm. high school and college sports. Yes. So football season is a monster of its own. Oh, we I brought, bet. When there's still baseball, we we were peak, I think, seven or eight sports broadcasts a week. Oh, my between gosh. Three high schools, three high schools, two colleges, the Braves, and pro football. Wow. And we have a separate contract with the NFL to run three other NFL games a week, other than the Titans that we carry normally. So we're, I think it's peak eight to 10 broadcasts a week. Um, But high school football is almost over. And I'm disappointed for our local teams and immensely happy for myself. Um, (laughs) Somewhat selfishly, because those are almost done. For sure. um, but I feel bad for my part-time employees because I'm taking all their hours away when that ends. Yeah. So it's a, it's a give and take, but you, sorry, you were going to say something. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say both of my parents did radio in college and I always thought it would be nice. so fun to do radio and I never did, but I mean, I'm just doing it myself with podcasting. It's kind of the same. It's an extension. It's, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it became like radio started to die. Podcasting started to come up. And now they're both kind of radio never died, yeah. which still surprises me. No offense. It's the industry I work in and it still surprises me. <laughs> but, um, and now podcasting is one of the larger mediums. Definitely. Definitely. Audio only for life. Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. now it feels weird. Like if I drive somewhere or like take a shower or fold laundry and I don't <laughs> have something playing. Yes. I'm like, what do I do with these thoughts? I need, I need someone else's words in my ear. So, someone has to fill this space. <laughs> and for me, that's mostly YouTube, but even a lot of what I'm on YouTube with is still podcasts. Exactly. Yes. So it's just, that's apparently the number one podcasting platform. Is YouTube. As a whole platform is, is YouTube just because of how large it is. And that's mostly still video podcasts, but I mean, it's a whole thing. Oh, definitely. Definitely. We have ones of City of the Hill, City on the Hill episodes on YouTube. I think ones. literally one. I literally put up one and didn't go back. 
Yeah, I've thought about it and I'm like, that's just more work. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, there's something that has to be in the background. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Or yeah. you have to like record mm-hmm. yourself and like mm-hmm. show your face. Ugh. And that's one thing we don't do. No. Like no. some of us have our webcams on when we record, some of us don't, but yep. like people don't have to see my awful maps. None of it. It's great. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Video's awful. No, Very it's true. it's not, but it's definitely not, it's definitely not mostly our style. Yeah, it's a whole other beast for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my next question is how has your faith impacted your life? So uh, my faith in directly or indirectly, I suppose a little of both is why I podcast. Because originally I had sort of later in college, maybe even just in high school, I had started going to church less and less. Mm-hmm. and eventually just basically wasn't going at all and it wasn't i am fortunate in that me leaving church has nothing to do with something going wrong yeah. like i know it has for a lot of folks very legitimately yep. um for me leaving church was i just didn't care and that is a hard thing to say for sure but um when i started coming back one of the things i realized was that you know who joyce meyer is uh she's a I don't want to call her a televangelist oh, because that yes, feels I very do. harsh. Yes, um, I do. I know. Because exactly. I, I love that woman. Yes. Um, she does a lot of great women's ministry stuff. Mm-hmm. But I used to listen to a lot of her stuff. And that was about the closest I came to going to church. For sure. And one of the things I heard her say once, and it really got me, was because I, I used to curse like a sailor. Mm-hmm. She made, she said, you know, it's not just about how that affects your relationship with God. It's also about how it affects other people's relationship with God. Because when they know you're a Christian... And you're still acting like that. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. And I'm like, no, you're right. That's fair. Yeah. And so when I decided that that needed to change, I had to give up a lot of content I was taking in because I soak things up like a very mediocre sponge. And that meant giving up all the actual plays I was listening to because the actual play world has some fantastic, fantastic shows, but some of them have a lot of language in them. And so I went looking for someone who was doing like faith-based actual play content expressly with no language. And I just couldn't find anyone. Yeah. I found saving the game, but they weren't actually, and they're awesome. I love Peter and Grant. I love Jenny, but they weren't playing. They were talking about tabletop RPGs, Mm -hmm. but they weren't actually playing games. And I felt God kind of just nudge me like, so do it yourself. I compare it. Have you ever watched diners, drive-ins and dives? Yes. With the Flavortown legend himself, Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah. Gotta love him. The thing people say to him all the time is that he said, you know, why do you have a insert specific cuisine that has nothing to do with this part of the country? Why do you have this restaurant here? And most of the time what people tell him is we wanted the food and couldn't get it. So we did it ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's sort of how we ended up with with City. I couldn't find what I wanted. So now we just do it. Yeah. And so... And through that, I found the Nerd of God cast, and that's how, you know, the other things ended up. But it was just about needing to change how I was acting, essentially. And we've ended up here with puns Very instead of curse words, Hey, I'm, I guess. I'm here for that. <laughs> that's That's our brand. Yes, yes. I love that. So, yeah, you've already mentioned a few of your different nerdy ventures, that merge together God and geekiness. Your podcast is City on a Hill Gaming, which is TTRPG podcast. And yes. then we've mentioned the Daily Nerd Devo, which is part of Nerd of Godcast. So how and why do you think God and geekiness can even be connected? Because in some people's heads, they're like two separate things. I remember listening to one of the early Nerd, I think it was Nerd of Godcast episodes. And if you listen to any number of Christian nerd podcast you will hear essentially the same thing about why they started in a lot of cases it was looking for a community of not just people who understood their geekiness but also understood their faith at the same time because mm-hmm. i grew up in the uh, harry potter's evil you know pokemon is evil yeah. you know era of the church yeah. and to this day i have still never read or watched harry potter because for whatever reason it doesn't it's the one that still doesn't sit okay with me yeah uh, i play pokemon go daily and have for the majority of the six years it's been out. I play Dungeons and Dragons all the time. I play Magic the Gathering. Yeah. You have to find your own middle ground with God and your hobbies and passions. 
passions and I'm, I fully support that. And for it's sure. different for different people, yeah. but that sort of, it just feels like a space of necessity to make people understand, to let other people understand that they can still be nerds and be Christians. Tony from the nerd guy, cause they go to, what is it called? They go to a big comic book convention every year in Orlando mm. and they have a booth. And the thing they'll have people come up to them all the time and say is, I'm a Christian. I never knew it was okay for me to embrace these two things together. Yeah. I, I never knew it was okay for me to embrace those things along with my faith. And so I think for a bunch of us, it's just, that's all it amounts to is being able to, because they are very, whether they're supposed to be or not, they are disjointed, disparate things. And there's a lot of us who don't want them to be. And there, there are lines. There are some parts of nerddom that I can't embrace because the, they do cross certain boundaries and, and lines that I think are too far for my faith. But I think there are some things, there is nothing I love more in this world than probably than Star Wars from a nerd perspective. Yeah. And if I can love it and find other people who love it and also love God all the better. I, I think that's just, that's what it amounts to is kind of wanting to have a space where we feel okay because the Bible says we need community. And if we can not only have community with other believers, but it's also other believers who actually love the things we love all the better. Yeah. I think that that's what it boils down to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because if it's okay for there to be like a fellowship of Christian athletes. Right. Like then... we, we're doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. We're essentially doing the same thing FCA does and doing it our own way. And that's the thing with the Devos, like even we'll have Devos all the time about Harry Potter. I don't care for it, but you, people are still managing to to find God in it. Yeah. Someone did one and I feel I'm going to feel bad if this was you. I don't remember who it was. Someone did one about um, who's the elf, the house elf. I don't remember what his name Dobby. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone did one about Dobby. Yeah. Like if you can dig that deep into Harry Potter and still find something to in less than five minutes relate to God, yeah, then I'm okay with that. That's I don't think God is upset about us finding other ways to interact with people and our faith if it means we're bothering. Yeah, yeah. So that like perfectly leads into my next question. Um, the Daily Nerd Devo has heard devotionals from stories written by non-believers stories that some Christians would cringe at, whether it's Harry Potter or Pokemon or a TV show that does have violence or cursing. So do you think it's okay to see God in stories that aren't necessarily trying to glorify him or aren't quote unquote Christian? I think to do a daily nerd devo and it not just be, this is going to sound really cliche and I hate this, but it not just be me talking about veggie tales or someone talking about Bible man yeah. all the time, which, Hey, lo love Bible man, my childhood oh, yeah. all in, but to get past three, two, one penguins, you have to go somewhere else. And <laughs> I love three, two, one penguins. <laughs> I don't always embrace it, but what I'll, what I'll tell you is there has almost never been a topic that someone has presented me with that has been too far. Yeah. I have said no to a Devo in its entirety ones of times ever. And that was just, and it's not that the, the woman who wrote its point wasn't valid. It was very valid and it was excellent. But, but the story she was basing it off was just not something that to understand the story, it was something I was comfortable recommending Yeah, that people check out. So I think there are lines, there are limits um, there are places I don't necessarily want you to find that connection in terms of our content. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's fine. I think it is awkward sometimes. And I even I have to embrace it a little bit. Yeah. As I was told once by one of the people who records for me, they're not all going to be happy, Ryan. And I'm like, I hate it, but you're right. And that's fine. You just have to look at. I think it's interesting. Actually, I think it's almost interesting to try and find god in other things especially where people don't intend that i remember i wrote one years ago this was before i took over this is when tony was still running it i wrote one about because i've never read lord of the rings and frankly when they came out and i was watching them on like dvd 
originally I got a little too freaked out by ring rights and I never even finished the movies. Oh my gosh. But I've always loved the line where I think it's Gandalf and, and you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong about it. I think it's Gandalf and Frodo. Okay. Or it's either Gandalf and Frodo or Gandalf and Bilbo. I don't remember which. Okay. But he, um, which one accuses him of being late? Which one what? Accuses him of being late. Is oh, that Frodo? It's Frodo, yes. It's Frodo. Okay. So, and he says a wizard is never early or late. He arrives exactly when he intends to. Yes. What I didn't know at the time I recorded a Devo about that is that was actually added by Peter Jackson. Is it Peter Jackson? Mm-hmm. That was actually, that's not something Tolkien wrote. That was added by Peter Jackson yeah. for the movie. But I love that line because that's, in my mind, how God works. Yeah. That is a great example of God's time is not our time. Mm. God is never early or late. He arrives when he means to, irrespective of when we intend on him showing up. So I think those things are a little too good not to use. I don't want to say it like that. Like there are always things you can find as long as you don't have to force it or just pitch me on something that is so deeply inappropriate. I can't recommend it. Yeah. Like, like you can only go so far with like Mad Max Fury Road before I'm like, okay, but maybe not. (laughs) But (laughs) in general, like if you want to pitch me on something from Harry Potter or Twilight, I guess. I don't think we've ever had a Twilight Devo. Oh my Um, God. There's got to be some kind of Team Edward, Team Jacob thing in there somewhere. I'm sure. But (laughs) that's fine because I think A, you're going to connect with some people that you wouldn't connect with otherwise because there are a lot of people who love Harry Potter. Yeah. And a great many of them are Christians. And so uh, it's for me, those things are, are, I see no reason not to. Definitely. And otherwise, we we wouldn't have the content you'd get a lot more devos from me about citrus fruit and tacos, both of which are things I've done devos about in the past, Yes, <laughs> but they can't all be that necessarily. Exactly. Exactly. So you've, you've got to expand a little bit. If you want to, I have, we have a guy who I think so far has only written his devos based on anime, nice. which is not something we had really experienced before. Yeah. But if that's where he sees God, that's fine. Definitely. Yeah. And when you think about it, like not all Christian content is like the best in quality. Like no one's going to say their favorite movie of all time is uh, God's Not Dead 3, you know? <laughs> right. Which, no, so I, you and Andrea had this discussion yes. about like, it was like <laughs> facing your giant, facing our giants or whatever, yeah, which yeah. I remember from when I was a teenager. <laughs> you can only go so deep with that. And exactly. I don't want to see, I, I mean, if someone wants to do a Devo on the uh, Tim LaHaye What's that series called? Left Behind. If somebody wants to do a Left Behind books, they're more than welcome to. But even some Christian content, and I'll just say this and apologize for it later if I have to, some of that theology is still flawed. Definitely. So even using it is not always the safest place to build from. Yes. Yes. And you do get folks like um, Gary Gygax is one of the original creators of Dungeons & Dragons. What people, a lot of people don't know about Gygax is he was a Christian. He hit it on purpose because he didn't, he knew, he had seen the reaction to what he had made um, publicly from, yeah. from the satanic panic. Yeah. And he didn't want that to come down on his church. So yeah. he didn't tell people, but he was like, I think he was Episcopalian or something. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want it to come down on, on his church. And I get that, but it, you know. So you never know who whose content you're interacting with. I know there are people like, who's the guy who did Avengers? I can't remember anyone's name today. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, um, Russo Brothers? No, they're... no, original Avengers. Uh, uh, and he did like um, Kevin Fe- Feige. He did he he did Dollhouse and he did Buffy and, and Serenity. Pretty sure he did all those things. Is the it crap? Kevin? Is no, uh, I mean Feige's in charge, but. Okay, who directed Avengers? All right, Google, help me out here. Uh, Joss Whedon. Oh, okay. We've had, I'm sure, more than one Devo about at least the Avengers franchise, which all kind of starts with Whedon doing an excellent job with that movie. Yes. He's a professed atheist. Yeah. But but if I can still dig into something he wrote and get that out of it, then, hey, great. Um, I'm all in. Um, I'm not opposed to that. He's done a lot of He's done a lot of things nerds love. Nerds love Firefly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so 
look, if you can dig into Firefly and give me something more power to you. Yes. I don't love Zach. I don't love Joss Whedon. And he's made some strong personal choices in the last few years that have not panned out well. Yeah. But he's still created content that we we can find God in. So cool. Definitely. Yeah. I think you're right about what you said. It being like your own. You need to figure out what works for you. Like for you personally, you aren't into Harry Potter. And that's just something that you have accepted. And that's totally fine. But you're not going to stay away from like all non-Christian content because you personally get something out of it that points you to God. And so what you yourself are seeing in certain shows and movies and can you get something positive out of it or is it affecting you negatively? You just need to be like self-inflective about that. I have I have a guy who because a lot of people see Dungeon or Magic the Gathering kind of like they see Dungeons and Dragons. I have a German guy I met named Hannes who writes Devos for me. And the only Devos he writes are about Magic the Gathering cards. Nice. If he can make that work, then cool. Yeah. You know, more more power to him. And he does. He finds some incredibly interesting parallels that I do not notice at all. So um, I'm here for it. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Okay, next question. So what good and or bad feedback have you gotten in response to comparing God's story with these nerdy ones. That's interesting. I feel like I should have looked at this one more. I don't, we've not gotten a lot of negative feedback. The, the negative feedback on the Devos typically comes from me. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, with ones, I'll get, occasionally I get Devos from people and also, because Tony from the Nerve Godcast is technically still in charge. Yeah. It's still his show. Yeah. So there are occasions where I'll send him someone's script or audio file and I'll just say, hey, I don't know about this. And he'll look at it. And I think he has never outright. He's only outright said no once or maybe never. And occasionally like we'll ask folks to change something or like there was the one I mentioned. Uh, a lady had gone to a film festival, watched a movie, found the parallel she wanted and the movie itself, the content just didn't work. So, I mean, sometimes we have to embrace it. It's mostly been fine and it's mostly been internal. <laughs> I think from, from the negative standpoint, that's mostly been internal. The feed, Okay. One thing I will say that was, has been negative when we started city, a lot of D and D worlds are polytheistic. D and D itself is polytheistic. Yeah, for sure. Um, we play monotheistic D and D or the system we play now, which isn't exactly the same, but still, it's still monotheistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I tried to do early on to mixed results was sort of, let characters pick let players pick sort of some of the different aspects of god to embrace more directly sort of like originally what i was trying to do was because I'm, I'm church of god and there is a song and i cannot remember the life of for me what the name of was but it just talks about the, the different names of jehovah mm-hmm. like jehovah Jireh, jehovah i think it's rafa mm-hmm. um there's a bunch of them so i tried to embrace those as sort of different, all the same deific structure, but like different aspects you could pick a hold of. And I did have people say, not even, I think, I don't know if any of them were players, but I had several people say, I'm not necessarily comfortable with that. That's almost a little too direct for me. Mm -hmm. And I took that and I'm like, you know what? Fair. That's fine. So we've kind of backed off now to where it's more of, um, I, we embrace more of like a, um, a great shepherd, north star guiding light ways people embrace god but that are not like because i would try and use yahweh occasionally which even also made some people uncomfortable and so kind of skipping away from those things that are actually like traditional hebrew concepts and actually deeply biblical to more honorific broader ones that are not walking such a, a tight line with actually god as we refer to him spiritually yeah yeah that that's and that's not been negative feedback that's it's been negative but it's been the kind of thing i'm like yeah okay that's that makes fair sense. will adjust yeah yeah, yeah. I, did, I didn't have a problem with it yeah ultimately ultimately it was or even if i did i was like i was a little frustrated with it but i'm like you know what ultimately that's not a there's no reason to take that fight like they're probably this is probably an adjustment we we can make pretty easily and, and should 
Mm-hmm. And so that's been fine. In general, it's just been a lot of folks that are happy to find something. And there is a growing list of family-friendly actual play podcasts that is not uh, uh, a one-horse town. Any, And I know it probably wasn't even when we started. But that, so that it's been nice to be able to, there are people who are like, hey, I found you guys. What you do is cool. You know, I'm glad you're doing it this way. And that that's been the positive side of it is, you know, hey, this is I like your nonsense. Yeah, because that's mostly what we do. I like your nonsense. Yeah, that's perfect. Yes. Best compliment ever. Yes. Love <laughs> to say it. I need someone to actually say that to me directly. Now. Yes. <laughs> My very first nonsense. blog was titled nonsense. So I'm here. Mm. for. That. It's um, a good word to describe a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that reminds me, this might even be you. I don't even know. We, Me and Shanine and Andrea have been testing this like D&D Bible study type situation. Oh, okay. I, so I guess you're not the creator. It's one of Shanine's friends is like creating it. It's really cool. And oh. so we played it a couple times. You might know this person. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember who's making it. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I have, I've heard of what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we played it a couple times just to like kind of beta test it out and let them know how it works. And what's really interesting is like the first game we played, uh, we decided it would take place in like the early church with uh, like Paul and all of his friends. And I so okay. badly wanted to like play like Aquila and Priscilla or like Timothy, okay. like, wouldn't that be so cool? But then like, it's clearly says in the rules, like you cannot play an actual Bible character. Oh, you have okay. to create your own because who knows what can happen in a D and D session and you don't want to stray away from the scripture. Right. So right, like, right. Okay. Sins, but like, I want to be Aquila and Priscilla <laughs> hanging out with Paul so bad. <laughs> Fair. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. We had fun and- though. Yeah, and no, that sounds like an interesting way of approaching. Like, I don't actually mind that concept, and be a good way to for like a church small group to. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it was such that. A I kind of dig that to interact with the scripture because I was googling like what career, like what professions did people have in this time period? What names did people have? Because I was trying to build okay. a backstory for my character, and that's something that when you're reading Philippians, you're not thinking about <laughs> the person who's reading Paul's letter, you know. You're just trying to think, oh, okay, geez. Paul wrote this letter and it, how do I apply it to my life? Instead right. of thinking like, what was it like for the people who actually lived in Philippi and got this letter from Paul and what were they doing? And so it was a really cool way to interact with scripture, but you have to be careful. <laughs> right. You, can't, you know, I have never actually been concerned about the church at Ephesus before. Huh? Right. It was so much fun. The next one we're doing uh, takes place in uh, like battle of jericho times so i'm excited about as well old school okay oh yeah yeah we decided to try an old testament one and the new testament one dig it i like that so yeah it's been fun okay next question do you have any practical tips habits or routines that help you tell live or dm a good story embrace the nonsense (laughs) um no it I, and this is going to sound dumb, I do my best work when I don't prepare for things, uh, which is not something I recommend ever. (laughs) Um, It's just where I'm at. I tend to get, if I prepare too much, I get in my own way. Or with Devos, if I prepare too much, I get in, I feel like I get in God's way. Mm. And so, or that I I certainly would be very, it would be very easy for me to do so. Yeah. And so I think you have to be willing, because your players are going to do whatever they want. If you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, mine certainly have. Yeah. My favorite story, the the first game of season two, we sat down. They were going to have this little encounter with what was actually a dragon, but was presented to them as something much smaller. And the the dragon was very intelligent, was just going to roll over when she got to half hit points. Uh-huh. And it was a test. So they roll into this encounter to get this thing back that the dragon, in air quotes, stole. And they're like, I want to talk to the dragon. I'm like, what do you mean you want to talk to the dragon? I want to talk to the dragon. So they have a five-minute conversation with a character. I have no plans for ever speaking. Oh my I chose God. to make a woman. So now I got to do the voice. <laughs> and we're just in a bad place. And um, they embraced my propensity for us being as 
family friendly. They take family friendly as a challenge to to not just mean look, please don't curse or you know no sexual content. Yeah. They just abhor violence and embrace talking people down at any possible moment. Let's um, talk about our feelings with the dragon. If, <laughs> if creature sentient, uh, we know stabby, please. Um, unless you make us. And so it's been, you have to be willing to, I used to be the DM who was trying to fight my players. Like I treated D&D like magic. Like I'm trying to defeat an opponent. Yeah. yeah. And it's never worked well for me. <laughs> and so, and some people enjoy that style of D&D. The vast majority of them don't. Yeah. And so embracing that your players are going to do just absolutely ridiculous things is probably better up front. And that's not easy if you're new. If you're new to DMing, especially if you're not using like a pre-written module, that's going to be difficult. If you're using a pre-written module, you can kind of forcibly railroad your players because everyone's trying to learn. And that's fine. And you probably should because that's a... You can only stray so far outside the lines until you're familiar with the system. I know from experience, we strayed purposefully very far out of the lines before I knew anything I was doing. Yeah. And and that can be dangerous. But when you're a little more comfortable, I think it's good to be willing to embrace your own nonsense. I don't know if that works from an actual writing perspective. Um, that seems very dangerous <laughs> from, from an actual writing standpoint. From a DMing standpoint, and I think in life, you have to accept... I remember because when I saw this question... You just kind of have to accept that life is not going to go the way you planned. Mm -hmm. I, uh, the company I, I used to work for in Northern Tennessee closed our department and moved it out of state. So that was February. It'll be four years since I left that job. Yeah. I've only been back in a full-time job since March of this year, partially by my own choice and partially by what I felt like was what God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. But that was not how I was prepared for life to go. And so I've just kind of had to learn to adjust and em embrace. I won't call it nonsense when it's God. That seems deeply inappropriate. Sure. Em embrace the fact that life is not going to go the way you plan. Yeah. Your D&D &D sessions won't and your actual life won't. And it can be a problem. And sometimes it should be a problem. Sometimes you have to actually adjust. But sometimes you need to actually just accept it and sometimes you can embrace it and work with it or sometimes you can just kind of accept it and move on but you have to be willing to because it's going to happen yeah even if it doesn't happen in DD, it will happen in real life more than likely at some point and you just kind of have to go with it very true very true yeah that's good embrace the nonsense embrace the nonsense <laughs> i call us because we're i work at a radio station and my boss is an idea man mm -hmm. and our responsibility is to make that happen essentially because yeah. yeah. we go way beyond radio at this point that's that's not the only way we interact mm -hmm. for us as a company and so i i refer to us as being a solutions factory instead of a radio station yeah and so for city i i refer to us as not being as much of an actual play podcast as we are a nonsense factory there you um go. we just create ridiculousness and we seem to have a lot smoother time if I'm not trying to forcibly like they go along with me because they know I'm trying to tell a story. Yeah. But we're going to get distracted <laughs> and it's just part of it. Yeah. It just happens. You got to go with it. Tis life. <laughs> That's good. All right. The last few questions, pretty easy. So hard parts over, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who else has a story that has impacted you who you might love to hear share their story on this podcast? So the person I'm going to recommend for this, um, you you care about stories and he cares so deeply about stories. It's a part of his motto. Nice. Um, there is a man named Mike Perna. He runs, we'll call it two podcast, two ministries. Mm -hmm. um, they have uh, Inroads Ministries, I-N-N. Yes. Roads Ministries, which is a 501c3 that is all about providing like board game style content and board game access for like churches and nonprofits and the like. And they used to have a podcast called Game Store Profits. I don't think they actively recorded anymore. 
And then he has his own, which is called the Barden Bible, which is like if the Daily Nerd Devo had an actual consistent storyline and was like 45 minutes long at a time. <laughs> and he'll, he even goes so far to do f as to do fully voice acted retellings of Bible stories with like D and D characters. Um, yeah. Mike does a lot of cool things and he has had, and I, I think this is fairly public knowledge. He, the last few years have been very difficult at some points for him and his family. And he's managed to push through and be the person he needs to be and keep doing the things he needs to do. And yeah. he cares so much. His thing is that the phrase he, I think he always says is that your story is worth telling. He yeah. wants to hear other people's stories because people don't believe their story matters. Mm -hmm. He met a woman once at a con and he was making people tell him stories. She didn't think she had a story to tell. Mm -hmm. She was an Olympic medalist. Are you kidding and me? Didn't, and didn't consider that a significant enough thing to talk about. Wow. And so that's that's his push is to get people to be willing to be open about their stories because your story does matter. Yeah. I think I think Mike would be a good person for that because he cares about it on such a high level right. like that. And he loves a lot of the same nerdy things we do. Oh yes, for sure. I definitely follow him on all the things, but we haven't yes. actually talked yet. So maybe I'll make that connection. That'd be awesome. Let me know if you need a if you need me to say something to it. Okay. Yes, I will. I will definitely reach out. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, number nine is, and this one I might have to rein you in a little bit. We'll oh, see. Oh, you're how many going to have to. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, what books, movies, or shows have inspired you personally, creatively, and spiritually? Um, in terms of the podcast, it's a lot of things like Marvel. Mm -hmm. We did an entire game where it was set in this like hidden fortified city that is literally just me recreating Wakanda. Nice. Um, in terms of like that sort of like cloak shield thing. For me, a lot of it's I was making that list of roll for shoes games. A lot of what I end up coming up with is from Leverage. Nice. Um, which is a really interesting, mostly acceptable show about being bad and doing crimes. Um, but to help people. Yeah. Which is maybe not the correct approach, um, but it makes for good storytelling, I suppose. Like if Ocean's, it's like if Ocean's Eleven was them trying to help someone and not just rob a casino. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I think is what that amounts to. Yeah. For books, a lot of my favorite books aren't things I really apply. Oh, now I have an idea. Okay. I'm going to write that down later. Um, one of my favorite books of all time is Ender's Game. Mm. And I have yet to apply that to anything, but now I'm going to have to. But it's a lot of things like that. I'm just kind of all over the place. In my non-recorded home game, my my end of end of campaign big fight, literally 30 minutes before we started that session, just turned into basically the Ender Dragon fight from Minecraft <laughs> because of something I did on the map. And I just stared at it for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. Hey, I figured it out. Okay, we're good. Yes. <laughs> this is just the Ender Dragon fight now. Perfect. That's um, it's, I'm just all over the place. I love it. Um, I know a lot of people who say you can embrace other people. You're not, it's not like, not to a point of plagiarism, no steal other people's work that bad, but embracing other, it's okay to embrace other things you've seen for the stories you're telling. Oh yeah. I hope it is because I do it all the time. Oh yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's all we do on Daily Nerdivo is yeah. just steal other people's content to make our own. I was an English major. All of my professors said steal other people's work. Like everyone does it. There, there's no original story except for no. Jesus. It's all going to go back to him Man. at some point. So yes. <laughs> embrace it. Yes. Embrace it and be, be inspired by it. That's awesome. While we're on this question, I do have to ask you just because I feel like you and I are the two biggest Phineas and Ferb fans on the oh, Daily Nerd Diva. So good. <laughs> That show is so stupidly well produced. It is so good. <laughs> I just rewatched it and I am just in awe of how amazing it is. It's just, it's perfect. Who else brings in Bowling for Soup to do their theme song? I know. What even is that? And like make them pretty much char recurring characters on the show. Yeah. Oh, so good. And Love Handle yes. is the greatest 
the greatest oh. 80s rock band of all time. Yes. Uh, Ninja Ninja of Love is the greatest love song of all time. And you will not change my mind on that. That song is magnificent. Um, yeah, the music. And Dr. Doofenshmirtz is the best villain. Oh, the music's stupidly good on that show. Insane. Like, it's how like, catchy and amazing. I was fortunate enough. Oh, yeah. I was fortunate enough to be a kid in the era of like, and some of these have aged super poorly, um, but the era of like Johnny Bravo and uh-huh. Dexter's Lab uh-huh. and Powerpuff Girls. And basically what I'm saying is Jindy Tartakovsky is a good person and he writes good stories because he did all of those. He did Samurai Jack and he did the original Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon, not oh, the nice. Dave Filoni one, but the like the three movie. minutes at a time one. Yeah. Um, and he has another show out now, I think, but it's definitely not something I would recommend content wise. Yeah. Um, but I, I grew up in that era of what I consider to be really good, complex kids, like kids next door. Or codename codename kids mm, there. Mm-hmm. Those like oddly complex for what they were kids cartoons. Yes. And so when I found Phineas and Ferb, which was I think it was even after it was on TV, I'm like, what is this nonsense? This is so much not. This is just nonsense. Yep. This is nonsense without even really a strong lesson at the end. I don't know what's happening, and I love it because I'm not sure what I'm supposed to learn from Candace. And nothing Phineas and Ferb do is anything I would ever tell a child to do. I know. So I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from this cartoon, but it's great. It's one of truly, and I and I mean this, it's one of the most well-produced kids shows maybe ever. Yeah. And and acceptable from a content standpoint, not from a your kids should learn lessons from it standpoint, because they certainly should not. Yeah. Um, but from a Building like, you can coaster. be comfortable with... Yeah, yeah. Building a roll coaster in your backyard, um, <laughs> cloning. Yeah. You know, building underground uh, Avengers laboratories. All of that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Um, that was a good crossover. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. They're the, they're the show, like Family Guy did a lot of crossover, like Star Wars content. But I can't always recommend Family Guy for lots of reasons. Yeah. Phineas and Ferb also did a lot of crossover Star Wars content. And it's also good and safe. Yeah. And that last episode, oh, uh, close to tears. Um, oh, I cried 100%. Phineas and Isabella for life. Oh, um, no. But definitely not Furbin. What's her face? Vanessa, yeah, yeah, just she's uncomfortable. Way too old for him. He's literally like twice his age. <laughs> it's not okay. Oh, um, <laughs> but no, great show. If you've never watched Phineas and Ferb, because I know there's a lot of things now, like I know a lot of people love Bluey. I know nothing about Bluey, but half of what I see on social media is people my age who have children and they love Bluey and the parents love Bluey. This Mm -hmm. is Phineas and Ferb is just something that is just good, no matter to me how old you are. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it vibes all that well if you're in like your 80s, but aside (laughs) from that, good show. But if you get into it now, you will probably still love it when you're 80 accurate yeah <laughs> i'll be watching it when i so accurate <laughs> amen okay is Candace there anything that... for life <laughs> yes is there anything that you want to add or reiterate from this conversation i think i'm good we'll pretend i'm good i think we're fine i think you're good we covered a lot of good stuff all right. So last question is, where can we find you and your work? We You've mentioned some of all of your things, but you can give us uh, Twitter handles, Instagram handles, little uh, places we can find yes. your podcast. Um, don't don't we're on Instagram. Don't go look for us unless I'm literally because I have a friend who's sort of like a younger sister to me. Mm-hmm. And the easiest place for me to get in contact with her is Instagram. If I'm not trying to message her, I only check Instagram once every three months. So following us on Instagram at city on a hill gaming is your option, but don't expect me to respond. I apologize. I'll go and I'm like, Oh, like three people tagged us and stuff. Oh, that exists. Five weeks ago. (laughs) Awkward. Okay. Well, I feel bad. Um, no, follow us on Twitter at city on a hill game. Um, city on a hill gaming is too long uh, for Twitter bios. Um, wherever you download your podcast, we hopefully are. I always say that I'm never positive, but I think we are. Um, and we have technically we have cityonahillgaming.com. It now redirects to captivate.fm slash city on a hill gaming because captivate is where we do our hosting. Um, 
I think it's also captivate.fm slash daily nerd devo. I'll send you a link. I'm not positive. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but uh, daily nerd devo is up there. It's also available wherever you listen to podcasts. I have my own Twitter because for a long time I was using city on the hills, Twitter as my own Twitter. And I realized that needed to stop. Um, so wait, let me make sure I get this right. <laughs> Cause I spent like 20 minutes trying to come up with a name. Oh, and nice. I was never happy. It is a lot um, of pressure to choose your, your online it is. and <laughs> 10 years ago when everyone else got twitter this would have been much easier but now i don't know what to do with myself um okay it's at snorlax star wars because nice. i couldn't do any better than that love it i rarely use it but it is there um come say hi it's a picture of me and snorlax from pokemon unite um it's literally the best i could do with it uh so yeah and then like i said just wherever you listen to podcasts um nerd of god squad facebook page come hang out with weird people we share a lot of memes sure. um we do family friendly almost exclusively yes awesome yeah and i'll be sure to link all of that in the description so y'all can find that pretty easily but yeah thank you so much for being on the podcast this was awesome love getting thank the nerd out it over all is... the things yes no one else lets me talk about Phineas and ferb so I know, I know. I'm like, I need to mention it because no one else. I don't understand why the people don't appreciate the show. I know. Oh, good. It's um, <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Yeah. The people yes. who don't understand haven't seen it. That's the thing. Yes. And I think that's what it, it boils down to. Yeah. Because uh, you will love those boys, uh, whether you want to or not, once you yeah. actually, mm-hmm. once you actually watch it. Yeah. There's no helping it. No, so. I'm not sorry. Normally, I'll apologize when I push people towards things like that. I'm not going to (laughs) love those two. Yes. uh, As you should. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. That was fun. Thanks for joining me for 11Zs. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review, subscribe, tune in each Thursday, and tell your friends. You can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at KDSubCreations and check out my blog and other free content at the link in the description. Now go where you must go and hope.